Movies, and a rap. This piece is banging, y'all! Movies, and a rap. And a rap. And a rap. Movies, movies. Move, move, movies, and a rap. Yes, you're very welcome to Movies and a Rap, where we talk movie news, reviews, what's new, and we finish with a 60-second rap. I'm your host, Alex Gogarty, and you're very welcome to the first episode. Uh, you may be wondering, what actually is this? That's a good question. We, today and every Tuesday, will be running through four simple sections. Section one, movie news. Section two, movie reviews and TV, not exclusively movies, TV also. Section three, what's new, what's coming to streaming, and hopefully one day what's coming back to uh, cinema theatres. And then we're going to finish with a 60-second rap, which I will write probably in the next one hour. I don't know what it's going to be or what it's going to be about, but it will have something to do with the content of this week's episode. I'm not a rapper. You might think I'm a rapper. I'm not. Why am I doing this? You know, it's it's a really good question. Maybe I crave attention. Maybe I'm unfulfilled in the lack of rap that I perform in my day-to-day, uh, which is currently zero, unsurprisingly. Or I, am I just another white man in his late 20s who thinks too highly of his own opinion? All of those are potentially somewhat, if not entirely true. But I hope you will enjoy. Before we crack into the first segment of the show, if you would like to get in touch, please do. You can do so by emailing moviesandarap at gmail.com or by DMing me at the official Instagram page, movies at moviesandarap. It's highly, highly likely that you will have your message read out if you send one in this week, probably forever. No matter what it is, if it's positive or negative, if it's related to this podcast or not, I will almost definitely read it out loud. I will read absolutely anything. Well, <laughs> maybe I won't read absolutely anything, but I'll read, I'll, I will read almost anything. So send in an email, send a DM, and you will have your name and message featured in next week's episode. Uh, that's about it. Let's start with some news. News, news, news. Okay, first bit of news. It's going to be extremely hard to top this. This is actually my favorite news all year, I think. It's been announced on Instagram, and this is Empire reporting that Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller-Bridge are going to play Mr. and Mrs. Smith in a TV reboot adaptation on Amazon Prime. I mean, incredibly rogue casting when you consider the originals, Brad Pitt and Angina Jolie in 2005, but I'm all here for it. I mean, Phoebe Waller-Bridge obviously can do no wrong. That woman literally... Well, she can't. She can't do any wrong. If she committed a crime... It'll be interesting to see how, how public opinion will go against her because she's so ridiculously popular. She's drifted out of the spotlight a little bit, uh, but then again, so has everyone, I suppose, in the last year or so. I am looking forward to seeing No Time to Die, the upcoming Bond film, because she had a hand with writing the script. Maybe there'll be lots of references to menopause. Menopause. That's such a man's way of saying the word I'm so uncomfortable with. Menopause. Donna Glover as well, incredibly popular. Love his show, Atlanta. The only reservation I would have is, I mean, can they match the raw sexual magnetism of Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, who ultimately, as we know, went on to get married? Um, I don't know. They have history, the two of them, PWB and Donna Glover. They were in that terrible Star Wars film solo together. I'm sure they've got some kind of chemistry, but... Are they going to fire up my loins the way the original did? I don't know. I mean, that's it's maybe that's just, I don't know. Uh, I mean, the original, I was 11 going through puberty. So 
I don't think anything is ever going to fire up my loins as much as that. Uh, that's absolutely more than enough references to loins for one episode. Next piece of news. Disney Plus reached 95 million subscribers last week. That is that is absolutely ludicrous. Now, Netflix does have about 269 million or something. But one thing that's quite interesting is with, with Disney is they had projected to reach 90 or aimed to reach 90 million in four years. They've reached 95 and 2. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. One reservation I had with Disney Plus has actually been answered this week. I was kind of step, skeptical of its staying power because it's got some big franchises. So you've got your Star Wars, Marvel, Disney, National Geographic, literally, who's watching that, and, um, and the Disney originals. I mean, there's only so many times you can watch Toy Story. I, there, there is I know how many it's two you can watch it twice and then you're kind of bored but you might have seen an ad for a new app coming on Disney Plus or a new part of it called Star the most generic name I've ever heard of STA or the Star segment will have a host of new original and classic TV series and films so I've got a few of them here for example a TV series we're talking Scrubs we're talking Modern Family that's on Netflix currently isn't it we're talking Desperate Housewives Cougar Town Atlanta aforementioned American Dad loads of films so it is trying to get into the I want I don't want to say older but I, but certainly more adult orientated entertainment space that's good uh, and it's going to break 100 million subscribers soon enough pretty pretty amazing now speaking of Disney plus slightly more negative news and that's the fact that Gina Carano or is it Carano I don't know if you guys know her she was on the Mandalorian has been fired she <laughs> I don't know why that's funny uh she this is being reported by Empire. Has made some interesting statements, let's say, over the last year. So you guys might know her as the Republic's shock trooper from the first two series of Mandalorian. This doesn't come as a huge surprise to anyone that's been following the story. So she's made quite a few controversial statements on Twitter, uh, mostly with regards to coronavirus and vaccinations. You can probably understand where I'm getting at. And uh, since then, she's also made a lot of very, very questionable, in fact, downright inflammatory statements about certain religious groups and people in general so she has been let go is she a great loss not really to be honest she had about as much personality as a toe like very 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 little i mean compared to all the toes that i've met i think that's enough for that one next piece of news so a couple of quick fire ones here then through two upcoming projects and one cancellation we'll start with the cancellation not cancellation, but coming to an end. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, it's been announced. I saw this on Collider. Uh, it's going to an end with the upcoming season eight. Eight seasons, you've had a good run. I was never a huge, huge fan of the show. I never really watched it, to be honest. So um, maybe it's better than I give it credit for. But, I mean, yeah, maybe it's good. If you're a fan, I'm I'm so, so, so sorry to, to announce this to you. And if you're ambivalent as I am, then let's just go straight to the next piece of news, which is that Denton Abbey 2 has been confirmed by Hugh Bonneville very interesting I also never rewatched Denton Abbey I can't really comment on this I amn't a huge period drama fan I loved Sense and Sensibility the film I think that's absolutely unreal uh, but aside from that it's not a time period that particularly appeals to me weird that period drama always means the same time like like why does why does that like surely period could refer to any time period do you know what I mean it's a hot take for you guys and one last announcement, this one I'm actually 
quite guiltily excited about. There will be a direct sequel to Face Off, which is a classic action film from 1997, starring Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. There, the, the film has been announced, but it's now been confirmed by the director that it's going to be a direct sequel to Face Off. So if any of you guys don't know that film, unbelievable, definitely check it out. It's an absolutely outrageous film in which Nick Cage and Travolta actually swap faces or their characters do they're a I think it's a federal agent and like an assassin and impersonate each other in the film and they're trying to catch each other all this kind of crazy stuff one would assume that the face off a new face off film would be a reboot but no it's a sequel so does that mean we're going to see Nick Cage and Travolta again does that mean they're going to have a face off again can you still lift off their faces at this age what will happen will it cause permanent damage we don't know so that's interesting and one I'm, I'm looking forward to a huge amount that's all the news this week guys great first segment I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did and let's move on to reviews time for reviews yes reviews each week I watch a lot a lot of TV and a lot of films not necessarily the most up-to-date films that are released I try to watch things that come out and keep abreast of what's interesting but also I mean there's so much content there that Sometimes I watch random shit and we're going to review some random shit. But the first thing I do want to chat about this week is the Channel 4 series, It's a Sin. Oh my days. Absolutely amazing drama. I think it's five parts long. You can get it on the four player about the the AIDS epidemic, in particular in the 80s in London, a following group of friends as they're dealing with it. It is, it's harrowing stuff, I'm not going to lie to you. At times, you know, it's 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 very funny and it's entertaining, but it's also um, extremely sad. So do check it out, but it come it comes with the warning that um, it's not for the faint of heart. It's, it's extremely, extremely sad stuff. But part of it also I really enjoyed mainly because they're university students and it reminded me of my time at university. A lot less gay sex, but uh, a lot of having fun. And, you know, I did that as well. Uh, so that was a very minor part of the sadness as well. I mean, 95% because of the absolute horrific events that occurred in our real life, which I didn't even know about or I didn't know enough about. But also a residue of sadness for my youth that has passed. Well, I mean, it was like four years ago, but whatever. Um, it's a sin on four player, four stars, 4.5, maybe amazing stuff. Next up. Been watching a lot of Glee, throwback. Watched that when I was in school, watching it again now um, and enjoying it a lot. Like, it's not as good as I remembered it when I was 15. I was like, this, like, I think these are my people. This is what I should, I should be in this fictional universe. But uh, it's not as good. But, and, and some of the singing is, is atrocious. But it's already good and it's hilarious. But on the singing, Corey Monteith, the guy who plays Finn Hudson, I mean, one should not speak out of the dead, but oh my, auto tune. It's, he sounds like a robot. It sounds like an AI's approximation of what that character would sound like. It is insane. And then when he's obviously playing opposite Leah Michelle, who plays the character of Rachel Berry, who has absolutely ridiculous voice. It's insane. It, 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 he has shown up in a big way. So um, very sad, of course, that he passed away. And so did a worrying number of the other cast members. I shouldn't laugh. It's extremely, extremely sad. Um but I was not impressed with a lot of the singing. So that, it takes away a bit of the sheen. Though some of the cl- songs are absolute bangers. There's an episode where they do mashups and the boys, the boys, sing some Bon Jovi song and Usher and then the girls sing Walking on Sunshine and Halo by Beyonce. Oh my God, unreal. Oh my God. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's unreal stuff. Uh, Glee, four to five stars, guys. It's good shit. Check it out. It's always good. Um, it's always good. That's also my hot take on Glee. And uh, next, also I watched, rewatched this week, Les Mis. I realized when watching, when writing these down, I mean, I made a note of all the stuff that I watched, that, it, I mean, it's not the most traditionally masculine array of media to have been consuming 
it's the same glee, lame is, lame is a rab. Um, but then, you know, I'm not, I'm not the most traditionally masculine guy and I have no problem admitting that. I like musical theatre. I like, uh, definitely like musicals. I am, am middling, have a middling to low interest in sports. My friend Fingers used to give me sick because apparently in first year in school, I told him that my three favourite sports were all contact sports. And I was like, yeah, my three favourite sports are contact sports. They're rugby, American football and Quidditch. <laughs> Now, I don't remember saying that, but it is something I would have said because I did get really into rugby. I was absolutely terrible at it and still am, but it's, it certainly became my favourite sport. And then got into American football just by playing the Madden video game and then also obviously loved Harry Potter, so I really liked Quidditch. And I stand by that statement. I mean, my, my relationship with it, he still brings it up every now and then. And like it goes, I go in cycles of whether or not that's cringe. Like when I think about it, like obviously at the time I thought that was really cool or hilarious which is insufferably cringy. But, and then I, that's what I realized a few years later. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I said that. And fingers would say to people. But then I got to college. I was like, actually, that's pretty hilarious and also true. So I stand by it. And then I got out of college. I'm like, mm, is that is that cool? No, it's probably not. And now almost 27, I'm like, you know, for a 12-year-old to make a statement like that, that's actually badass. I don't really like American football or Quidditch anymore. <laughs> I don't really have as much access or interest in them, uh, but yeah, I'm not a trusty masking guy. If you're coming, if you're coming to this podcast for Joe Rogan, carnivorism, and all that kind of stuff, you're not going to get it. That's it. Now I do, I do like a lot of tr- traditionally masculine things. Um, women being being one. Um, actually, I actually can't think of any other. <laughs> I literally can't think of. One. I like rugby. Sorry, I do. I love rugby. Anyway. This is not, this is not what this is all about. But sorry, Les Mis was what I was going to talk about. I Sorry, I say rewatched. I actually hadn't watched it before. I'd only seen clips of it. Uh, it was decent. Now, I performed in a in an iteration of Les Mis when I was in school, which um, was was terrible, uh, I think. I, w- you, when you're in it, you think it's really good. But then we had it recorded. I remember watching it like a few months later and it was truly, truly, truly terrible. But, I mean, I heard it got a great live reception. My mum actually went three times, which it was only on three nights. I mean, that's a bit weird because, like, I was just a chorus member. Like, I wasn't, I didn't even have a big role. So, I don't know, like, it's, like, why, why was she so interested? I kind of think it was, like, it was, like, she could pretend that one of the other boys, like, the mains, was her son. (laughs) That's why she was going. She's like, oh, my God, imagine if that was Alex and I was over there in the corner and didn't even have any lines. I kind of liken it, though, to... I, I mean, I don't take offence because I liken it to a married man going to a strip club and then the wife not really minding because it's like, yeah, well, you know, he can dream. He can think about that woman up there for, for a couple hours. But just so long as he knows that I'm the one for him when he gets back into this house. And that's that's how, how I kind of feel about my mum going to see my <laughs> secondary school musical. Um and very last thing, so so two films I want to mention this week that I actually reviewed on my uh, blog last week. You guys can check it out if you go to the real. Uh, that's t h or t h e or e e l dot substack dot com. Uh, are Nomadland and Sound of Metal two really really good films that will probably get a rake of awards. Nomadland certainly at the Oscars in April. Um, I won't chat about them at length because I did in said blog, but if there's one film that you watch this week, uh, though it might be quite difficult to do from Ireland, but that's Sound of Metal, starring Riz Ahmed, a film about a metal drummer who begins to lose his hearing. Really, really good. Very powerful. And, um, and yeah, really good shit. And that's it this week.
Um, if you have any recommendations, any things I should be checking out, anything you want to say is really good or say is really bad, please do get in touch. You can email moviesandarap at gmail.com or DM the Instagram. That's at moviesandarap uh, on Instagram. And we'll zip on to the next segment about what is being released. What's new, Pussycat? New releases, that is. Okay, guys, a couple of quick highlights here. So everything that follows has been released in the last week to each individual streaming service. So I looked at all the new releases from the last seven days, and it makes you realize how much tripe is released onto these different streaming platforms. Like, honestly, each day, like at least 10 or 20 new editions of like those random TV shows or films. You wonder how much of all those really random movies and films people are even watching. But anyway, first recommendation on Netflix, News of the World, a Western film starring Tom Hanks. Nothing to do with the now defunct tabloid newspaper in the UK. I don't know why they didn't change the name for this. Like they always change, unnecessarily change the names of American releases in Europe. And then for things when they actually probably should change the name to avoid confusion they don't like this for example i know i literally i thought it was about the newspaper it's bloody tom hanks traipsing across the american west they they could have just called it anything else i my favorite one though those kind of name changes is the hangover film trilogy in france is called uh, very bad trip like in english the hangover is called very bad trip those three words like they, they didn't even change it to french what is the logic there <laughs> I assume there is a word for hangover in French, but they said, no, 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 we must go, it's English, but make it easier to understand. (laughs) That's my French impression for you guys as well. And also, uh, if you want something super light, the film Mother's Day from 2016, a rom-com released to Netflix as well this week with Jennifer Hudson, Jennifer Aniston, sorry, Kate Hudson, Judy Roberts, uh, really good cast. What are those? Like, are they related? All those films, rom coms that are a day, that are like a a day, like New Year's Eve is one, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day. I should probably look that up. I don't think they are. Like, unless someone bought, someone bought all the days. Christmas Day is that Christmas Day? Is Christmas Day one? Wouldn't mind seeing St. Patrick's Day, huh? Who would who would be in that series? Ronan. <laughs> she probably would. To be fair, now TV one release of interest this week in my eyes: Reservoir Dogs. Tarantino's first film my favourite very very good check it out made with like $30,000 or something I think it's better than Pulp Fiction but call me unpopular for that opinion on Apple TV if you have that Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon as well what a classic action film I think I've heard the phrase Crouching Tiger Hidden Nagon more than I have Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon like I think we actually in Ireland refer to Nagons more often and we've probably forgotten what it even comes from really really good film with some crazy high wire stunts seminal one might say and then lastly on Amazon Prime serious throw, throwback Thursday the Flintstones film from the 90s as was released this week absolutely loved that film when I was younger but bizarrely you, you know where he gets up on his twinkie toes and he goes and he, he bowls he used to give me nightmares literally I used to have nightmares about uh, about the I don't know why, but there you go. So hopefully something there you can check out. Now on to the final segment. Now it's time for a wrap. No, seriously. No, I'm serious. It's wrap time. Yes, this is the moment that if you're still listening to this podcast, you might have been waiting for. Or you might have also just left this on by accident while doing something else. But if so, I'm glad you're still here. We're going to do a wrap. I don't have a huge amount of rap experience. It, well, I know I very little. It's limited to I've done a few novelty raps in my workplace. Uh, but I hope you guys enjoy. I don't think I can use licensed music in on Spotify or in any other platforms. So I've just found some uh, free instrumentals online so the one for the rap this week is called Outridom it's by a guy called Shaolin or a girl called Shaolin Dub uh, or 
non-binary or, or any of those things uh, and I should also point out that the music from the intro the instrumental comes from a person uh, an artist called Sixth Sense and that's the Do What I Do instrumental and yeah here we go and I hope you enjoy It's the time to upload her The rap at the end of the pod like I told you Spitting rhymes like venom from a cobra Movies end rapping like it says on the poster Give me the controller Play the one by Thin Lizzy, not Top Loader This is guaranteed cringy exposure I wanna be Phoebe Waller-Bridge when I'm older Hey, oh, welcome to the club So far it's you, my moment fingers If you're looking for a pod then you better listen up Cause we're bringing them home like Jean Valjean Listen while you're driving, listen on the bus Listen on your dad's old iPod touch Started from the bottom, only way is up next week More subs than Disney Plus Hey, that's not how it seems That's just how it is If you're not feeling it then hide your wife and hide your kids because you can't run from this next generation show biz out with the old and in with the new that makes me glee and y'all a miz safe and knee that's a wrap crisis has been averted you can swap your faces back head up high my male ego is still intact see you next week movies and a wrap thank you very much this has been movies and a wrap I think I definitely made that way too difficult for myself, but I hope you enjoyed. A couple of quick thank yous before we finish up. Uh, firstly, to Connor Thornton for helping me with some technical difficulties. Connor is a musician. You can check him out on uh, Spotify, Connor Thornton, and ask Connor Thornton underscore on Instagram. Uh, extremely good stuff. And also, thank you to Tim Wise for the same reason. You can check him out. Uh, you can just check him out. He's a cool guy. Look him up. And lastly, thank you to Molly Buckingham, uh, my editor flatmate and girlfriend uh, she performs all three of those roles for no pay so that's amazing thank you very much Molly and that's that so please if you enjoyed the podcast I'd love if you could share it if you could leave a review wherever you're listening to it and as I said please get in touch moviesandarap at gmail.com and at moviesandarap on Instagram we'll be back next Wednesday and every Wednesday after that hopefully thank you very much and see you next time